brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, buddy, I assume you either nap or outside the truck, so if you get up or get in, give me a holler. Just getting on the road. Talk to you later. Hi, Dave. This is Shaden from Romeo Key giving you a call. Just reaching out to see if you got an invitation to our event that we're having today and tomorrow. Uh, we want to take a look at that 08 Kia Rio. Offer you a great deal on that. Get you into a new one. We have the-, the following non-nominated, non-award winning program is rated D for Dumb. Hello, everybody. My name is Dave Canyon. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. Pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. I appreciate you listening to this particular episode, episode number 300. It's a milestone, episode 300. Not really sure what I'm going to title it. Not really sure if this is my last episode or what's going to happen. But I do have something to talk about, and I'm going to share that with you. Anyway, I got a lot on my mind, folks. So let's get right to it. And um, let's do the show. If I sound like I'm a little bit uh, off my game, I'm not. I'm just uh, really uh, thinking about things. A lot's been on my mind for the last couple of months. And a lot's been on my mind for the last couple of days. Last couple of weeks. Something's always on my mind. So let's get going. No icebreaker. We're going to get right into it. But quick, let's just do it real quickly. Uh, Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon, your one and only solo podcast host for this and almost every episode of Dumbing It Down with Dave, this one being number 300. I am in my 2008 Kia Rio. I am on my way home from work. I try to do two episodes a week, two half-hour episodes, one on the way in, one on the way back. I do it during my commute so you can enjoy your commute. One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I was in my car all alone during my commute, listening to talk radio, and it would make me angry, it would make me curious, it would would evoke a whole bunch of emotions in me, and it would make me crazy. So I decided to do a podcast and record my thoughts, 
over 300 episodes. Um, I have built a very small but cult following of about five people. Anybody who's done 300 episodes and has his or her podcast on 30 different platforms, done all the Twitter and Instagramming and all the social networking, fake, fake booking I've been doing, should have a thousand followers. Should be monetizing like crazy. I also have my show on internet radio stations. Mile High Radio, Crooked River Radio. Um, I forgot the name of this other one. Um, not Sunshine, whatever. Sound Machine FM. Uh, I was on um, some other one. I forget the name of it. Ben Franklin. Some other crazy uh, radio, internet radio station. They took me off of it right away. Guy said he had something better to put on. Some some other thing that supposedly made him money. And uh, most recently, I was on, and I think I'm off Muck Radio, M-U-K-Radio.com. Um, and that's fine. Whether I'm on it or off it, it's neither here or there. I appreciate everybody's support over the last 300 episodes. Thank you very much for everything and anything that you've done. Commented in the speaker chat box, giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple. Uh, commenting on Facebook, my Dumbing It Down With Dave Facebook group. Uh, everything and anything. Leaving voicemails, Google Voice. I still have one or two that I haven't played. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's been a real pleasure. It's been a real joy. To a certain extent. Sometimes it hasn't been a pleasure. And sometimes it hasn't been a real joy. Alright, so anyway. And uh, today's mileage report. Let's do the mileage report. We'll do a weather report. It's not sponsored or brought to you by anybody. If anything, um, it's brought to you by... Uh, Tom and Paul off the wall, awesome insanity surfers, and Linda Irwin, who's been basically the only person who's listened to all 300 episodes, commented on pretty much every one of them, I think. Uh, she's been doing podcasting for six years. I've been doing podcasting for five years. So thank you, Linda Irwin, very much uh, for the AI voices you've supplied and all your support and all this other stuff. Uh, the mileage report. First of all, let's do the weather report. Hey, it is Friday morning. It is 6.16 a.m. 6.16 a.m. I am uh, headed towards the New York State Thruway. Going to head south on I-87 out of Rensselaer, New York. It is chilly outside, but guess what? Guess what the weather is? You want to take a guess? Take a guess. It is abundantly sunny this morning. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's a beautiful day in upstate New York. What a great way to end this podcast. 300 episodes, and I don't know out of 300, how many of them did I record on a beautiful, sunshiny day in upstate New York. It is by far, if not the best, one of, one of the best, I probably top five, top three states, other than the corrupt government, that we always seem to have. High taxes and all that other stuff. But it's one of the safest and um, um, prettiest, nicest, most comfortable, four-season, perfectly located, situated, the center of the universe, states in all the states in the United States. Is it the most beautiful place in the world? I don't know. But it's incredibly nice. Switzerland is nice. Italy is nice. I've been there. 
I haven't been to all the countries. I enjoyed Florida when I was in it. I would have loved to have moved there. I enjoyed California for the short time I lived out there in Long Beach. I don't want to live out there now. I'm glad I don't. Uh, one of these days, I uh, just might live or at least visit all 50 states. At least the 48, 48 contiguous states. Whatever contiguous means. You know, the, uh, the mainland. Maybe even Alaska. I don't know. I've been to Hawaii. Hawaii was very nice, too. Okay. The mileage report. So that's the weather report. No surprise there. By the way, I love summertime. I love it. And um, I've been enjoying some really nice summertime sunsets. One of my favorite things in the world is summertime sunsets. Especially now when it gets darker later at 830 and I'm, I'm at work and I'm driving across a bridge and I can see the entire horizon behind New York City. The sun setting in the west as I go across the George Washington Bridge or I go across the Tappan Zee Bridge. It'll always be the Tappan Zee Bridge to me or the Frog's Neck Bridge. I love summertime sunsets. I wish I wasn't working during them, but it is the job that gives me the opportunity to see the New York City skyline as the sun sets in the west. The mileage report in this 2008 Kia Rio LX is 296,524 miles. Yeah! Yeah! Come on, Jerry! Let's see that tote, Ed! 296,524 miles. Thank you, Linda, for that wonderful sound, sound effect. I appreciate you taking the time to look for it, edit it, and send it to me. For those of you that don't know, once upon a time, Jerry Lewis was the host of the Jerry Lewis uh, Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. I think they actually called it the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. It was one of the things that we used to do in this country that made us great. Never should have discontinued it. Never should have let Jerry Lewis go, but we did. And you could really trace uh, a downfall of this country, starting from the end of the muscular dystrophy telephone. There's a lot of things you could trace from the end of. The end of Mr. Rogers, you know, the end of Sesame Street, the, uh, the end of Saturday morning cartoons, the end of Davy and Goliath, the animated uh, children's uh, series, Claymation or whatever it was. It's been a, it's a long, steady downfall of this country. That's a negative viewpoint, I guess, right? But if I really had the time, I could draw a timeline and you could really see a steady decline. A malaise has spread across this country of laziness and stupidity, selfishness, obnoxiousness. It's just amazing. Vindictiveness and divisiveness. It's just amazing what's been going on. And I don't like to get political on the show. I really don't. I don't like to be political at all. But you're seeing it right now in a very rapid pace in this country. Gas prices going up. Gas shortages. Ransomware on pipelines. Chicken shortages. Lumber prices through the roof. 300%. The inflation is coming. Recession is coming. Civil war. A lot of things are about to happen. In the next months, if not years, I am predicting 
some really bad stuff is going to happen in the next four years. Really bad. Really, really, really bad. Maybe the worst four years of this country ever since the Civil War. That's my prediction. We have a, a, a sincere and severe lack of leadership in this country right now. I want you to notice I'm not mentioning names and I'm not mentioning political parties. I have a solution to it all. Maybe I'll get to it, maybe I won't. Stick around, maybe I'll get to it to the, to the end of the show. Alright, so there you go. Mileage report and uh, weather report all done. Uh, and let me read this post. I got a couple of posts for you off of Facebook. And I'm going to read them and I'm going to give you my reaction. Alright, I'm not going to mention any names. But this post came from an individual. And I think I'm going to reach out to him and let him know that I'm reading his post. He inspired this episode. He really did, because last night I was furious. I don't like driving around all night furious, but I was furious. And what made me furious was that this post is from a guy who I don't know. I only know him really from Facebook. And I, I know that he has this incredible expertise in the world of sound, sound editing and all that other good stuff. And I respect him. I respect his craft, of course. And, and I truly, and I've seen him in a, in a YouTube interview. I admired the guy when I saw him in his interview. And just all positives. I've posted some things in the past which he's responded to. Um, and like many people, he came at me with agenda. He didn't come at me politely and uh, with courtesy and grace and and the way I like it, came at me with some anger, some whatever. I don't remember the exact post, but I remember going, whoa, 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 what's that? I don't, listen, I don't put it out there in a way that other people put it out there. I won't hit you over the head with my agenda. I don't do it. If anybody's been listening to the show for any length of time, and if you disagree, please feel free. Feel free to comment in the Spreaker chat box. Feel free to tweet me at DumbWithDave. Feel free to email me at dummingitdownwithdave at yahoo.com. Feel free to leave me a Google voice message. 3477 I am dumb. 3477 I am dumb. I would like you to keep it 60 seconds or less. And definitely without profanity. Any profanity, I will not air it. If you want me to air it, keep it clean. That number is 3477 I am dumb. 347 746 3862. If anybody thinks for a second that I've done 300 episodes, and any of those 300 episodes I've laid into people, I've 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 made them feel bad, I've uh, whatever desecrated them or degraded them, uh, I'll, I'll I'll apologize. I'll say you're right. I did that. I will own up to it. But I don't like to broad brush people, and I don't like to pick out any particular p- political party or race or creed or anything. I've been pretty much always bringing it back to the center and always talking about human beings and the behavior of human beings because we are, in fact, all human beings. It doesn't matter what religious uh, religious organization you're attached to and it doesn't matter what political party you're registered with. We're still human beings. 
A piece of paper with your signature does not change your chemical makeup. You're still a human. And I, I refer to you as a human. You'll hear me mention that in show after show. About being a, I'm talking to you as a human being. About being a human being. So here's this post. CDC, right, the Center for Disease Control, I guess that's what it stands for, says no more masks or social distancing necessary for vaccinated people. So if you're smart and you got a vaccine, you're good to go. Okay? I mean, so far that's half the post. It's a little bit, you know, if you're smart and you got a vaccine, you're good to go. You know what? That's fine. It's still, I don't think it's a, it's not an impolite post so far. It's just like already you're saying something and I disagree with you, but let's move on. Here's the second half of the post. This is where I got pissed off. If you're a dumbass, a dumbass, anti-mask, anti-vax, science-denying fool, well, you're, you've got bigger problems. That's where I got pissed off. If you're a dumbass, anti-mask, anti-vax, science-denying fool, well, you got bigger problems. We are in May. It's May, what did I say, May 14th? What are we, a year and a half into this COVID? We're supposed to be over in 14 days. Anybody remember that? We're a year and a half into this. And I've said this over and over and over again. It is not my fault. It is absolutely this. I have, it has nothing to do with me. I am an employee of a company in the United States of America. I provide for myself, my wife, my son, my house, the bank who I owe a second mortgage to, the bank that I did owe a couple of car payments to, my father, who's still alive at 83, my deaf father, who lives in Brooklyn, my mother, who when she was alive up until uh, last April, about a year ago, April 16th, who was recovering from a stroke. So I am beholden to these people. That's pretty much it. I used to have a cat and dog and all that stuff. but So you get it. And no fault of my own, my life has not changed one bit. It has not, I didn't make that happen. COVID came down, whatever was, whatever legislation, whatever rules and rule changes and all the stuff that went, the the flip-flopping and all the stuff that you saw on TV, all that craziness, the rioting, the looting, all of that, whatever happened in the last year, year and a half, my life hasn't changed one bit because I went to work. This has been my way of life forever. Before me, it was my father. Every day he went to work. Really, for the longest time, every day. There was a long stretch of time my father did not have days off. And he had a second job. Which I've, it's been well documented in this, in this uh, Dumbing It Down With Dave series. He provided the best he knew how. Was he a good father? Well, that's up for debate. And his father... My grandfather also worked every day, came home, 
all three of us are non-drinkers, non-gamblers, non-hanger-outers, and all that other stuff. Three generations. I can't speak to my great-grandfather on my grandfather's side because I didn't know him. But on my grandmother's side, my grandfather's wife, from what I understand, and I did know him a little bit, um, and and my great-grandmother on my grandmother's side, was also, I think he was a furniture reupholsterer or something like that. As far as I know, pretty much everybody in my family, my extended family, wakes up, goes to work, and comes home. I don't know of anybody in either side of my family, my mother or my father's side. On my mother's side, her mother and father, who immigrated from Poland, concentration camps, World War II, to the Lower East Side of Manhattan... How I don't know how they did it, but they opened up a fruit and vegetable store on First Avenue and 14th Street in Manhattan. They sold fruits and vegetables. How they got into the fruit and vegetable business as immigrants on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, right? Uh, First Avenue is like right outside Alphabet City, if anybody knows anything about Manhattan. Once upon a time, a super-duper tough neighborhood, like Hell's Kitchen, but different. Alphabet City. Look it up on Wikipedia. Maybe maybe you'll read something about it. I don't know. There was Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C. Tough. Tough tenements. Tenements. Not condos, not co-ops. Not private houses. Not apartment buildings. Tenements. They came over from Warsaw, Poland, escaping uh, persecution. And I didn't have a great relationship with my mother's father, my grandfather. I don't even really know his first name, to tell you the truth. He wasn't that type of grandfather. I'm, I, I've been sort of blessed and cursed with men in my life who just don't seem to give a crap about me. And don't have the ability to show love. I like to think I've broken that cycle. And my, and, uh, my mother's mother, I think her name was Lena... So it was husband and wife, and I think it was uh, an uncle of mine, my mother's brother. And the family ran the fruit and vegetable store. And every day they'd wake up, and I don't know how they got their fruits and vegetables. Somebody had to go to the Bronx Terminal Market. Somebody had to come with a truck and deliver it. It's been three, four generations of wake up, go to work, and come home. No going to the bar. No going to the, to the, to the horse race track. And losing, no gambling, no cards, no poker, no drugs. We just go to work and come home. I never really thought about that until just just this very minute. It's been four generations. So when this COVID came down, I was already in the process. I was deep. I'm in this company eight years now. I was seven years into this company. Six and a half years, whatever it is. Of wake up, go to work, drive a truck, and go home. I never thought of myself as essential. Well, at some point during this last year, I got a piece of paper from one of my supervisors saying, carry this with you. If anybody pulls you over, why why are you driving on the thruway? Why are you anywhere? Tell them because you're essential. You've been deemed, I guess, by the United States government as an essential employee. 
All right, fine, whatever. Uh, I don't really care. I'm not looking to be essential. I am essential to me. I've always been essential to me. Then I got married. I'm essential to her. Then I had a child. I was essential to them. Nobody's essential to me. I'm essential to them. It's only recently my wife went back to work full time. I carry the burden for the last... My son's 25 years old. No, 24 this June. Next week. Something like that. A couple of weeks. So for 24 years, I've been essential to them. And if you listen to this podcast, you know there were times where I had a second job and a third job. I cleaned porta potties. I delivered pizza. I was a courier. I can't even remember some of the... I delivered phone books for a couple of days. I did that with my son. I delivered library books while I had this job. I never told anybody. I didn't tell anybody at my job. A couple of people knew. On my days off, I would deliver library. I bought a van. I bought an extra large, whatever, half ton, whatever dopey name they give to these vans. Dodge van. I delivered library books. I made a lot of money. Best part-time job I ever had. So that's my history. If you don't know it, that's my history. Go to work. Come home. No stopping on the way home at the bar. It's also very hard when you work nights to do that too. But when I did work days, I would go straight home. I'd go home and I'd cut the grass. I'd go home and I'd snow blow. I'd go home and I'd take my wife shopping. I'd go home and I'd help my son with his homework. I'd go home and go to a PTA meeting. I'd come home and I'd go coach soccer. By the way, there was a stretch of time there where I would come home, I'd have an off day, one off day, and you know what I would do? In the middle of the day, I'd go donate my platelets. Look at my Facebook page, the Dave Canyon Facebook page. You'll see pictures of me with needles in my arm, with tubes coming out of it, with platelets being extracted. Life-saving platelets, I was told. So when somebody refers to me, and this is the second time this has happened, refers to me as a dumbass, as an anti-mask, anti-vax, science-denying fool, I take offense to that. There are many reasons to not wear a mask. There are many reasons to not get a vaccination. And I take offense to being referred to as that. The first time I was referred to in a negative way was by Mac, Mark Ma- Maron. Mark Maron. Mark Maron. With his WTF podcast, which I really used to enjoy. Really, really, really used to enjoy. Until one day he referred to me, not me specifically, Dave Canyon, but me and the people of my like, supposedly. Let's just, I don't know how else to refer it. And really, really said some derogatory things. He said it once and I went, oh, all right, that's Mark being Mark. Then he said it again and I was like, you know what, Mark? I'm done. I'm not going to sit here and admire your interviewing skills Support your podcast. Tell people that you're my favorite podcast, yet you have no respect for me. You don't know me, yet you make accusations about me. You say negative things about me. Because I don't agree with you politically. That's your liberalism. You're liberal enough to hate. You hate liberally. You say things. I wish I had the recording of it. 
But I didn't think it was going to be a thing. I was like, well, you know what, Mark? That's I'm done. I don't need to sit here and take it. So, I get offended when people refer to me in a negative way. They broad brush me. They make broad brush, right? Is that what they call it? Broad brushing? These comments. There's no empathy in these comments. You haven't really thought it out too well when you make these comments. And I'm not going to really do an episode of 100 reasons why not to get vaccinated. But let me say this real quickly. When did Big Pharma become the good guys? When did Big Pharma become our friend? When did that happen? I find it very interesting that all of a sudden I'm supposed to be we're supposed to be best friends now with Farmer. We're supposed to be so grateful that Farmer came through with not just one, not just two, but possibly three vaccinations. Even though one um, apparently had some problems, had some blood clots, and uh, people died. And by the way, I could do a podcast if I had time, if I had the energy, if I had the resources. Apparently, people are getting COVID even though they're vaccinated. I think I just heard last night Bill Maher from that TV show, whatever it is that his name is, I don't I don't have HBO, um, had to suspend uh, his show uh, because he has COVID, even though he's vaccinated. And I don't know anything about showing symptoms or not showing symptoms, symptomatic. I don't know anything about that. Apparently, there's a New York Yankee or somebody in the New York Yankee organization that was vaccinated. Uh, I heard, uh, and, and has COVID, uh, and whatever. I heard that it's somewhere in Chicago. There's this uh, COVID um, situation with people who have vaccinations. So I'm really perturbed about being referred to in this negative way because I have a suspicion of Big Pharma. I don't trust them. I'm somehow supposed to be trusting of them. It's not okay that I have apprehension, that I have suspicion. It's not okay. I have to jump right in with everybody else. Not even with everybody else. With half the country. Maybe. I I don't know what the numbers are. So how about a little respect for those who are brave enough to say, you know what? Not me. Not right now. Not me. I'm I'm not going to follow everybody I've made it this far. It's been, what is it now, a year and a half? How long has it been? And you know what? How about this? Dave, great job disinfecting your truck. Pre and post trip. Every day. Without fail. Pre and post trip. I take the little bottle. Spray, spray, spray. Whatever they gave me. I don't know what the chemical is. Some sort of disinfectant. The steering wheel. The stick shift. The dashboard. The door handle. Everywhere I think there's a surface. I sit there for about 10 minutes. I spray and I wipe. I spray and I wipe. I make sure I have my paper towels. A lot of guys at my job don't do that. How many people out there are disinfecting? Are they dumbasses too? I don't don't know. Whatever. That's up to them. That's their decision. My decision is I'm not getting vaccinated until I absolutely have to. Or I absolutely want to. And right now, I don't have to, and I don't want to. I don't really trust these big farmers. And by the way, 
if we're really, really, really so into these vaccinations, and by the way, I'm not anti-vax, and it's, it's vaccination. I don't like these abbreviations. I don't like memes. I don't like stupid memes. I don't like these prayer hands that people are sending me. These stupid, don't send me stupid prayer hands and smiley faces and ugh, all these little pictures. But I don't, I don't yell at these people. I go, yeah, whatever, that's their thing. Mostly women and some men who apparently have a little creativity in their bone and this is how they express themselves, whatever. Little prayer hands, little memes, little stupid pictures. Just use your words. It's vaccination. It's anti-vaccination. Anti-vax. Oh, you're so cool. Anti-vax. It's like Xmas. <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything. It's Christmas. Say Christmas. Well, you're such in a rush. You're in a rush. You've got to save time. Merry Xmas. It's not Xmas. It's Christmas. Just say Christmas. I'm not even... I'm Jewish. I don't even celebrate holidays or Christmas. But I know that's dumb. To call it Xmas. So if you're really into these vaccinations, right? If you're really like referring to me as a dumbass, anti-vax, uh, anti-mass, science-denying fool, I got bigger problems. And if you go, if you go into the comments of this particular post, here's the first comment: They'll they will just feign vaccination anyway. I'm not a fan of this decision. That's right. There's no way of proving that I had the vax. And let me tell you something. If they somehow put it on my license or create some sort of vaccination passport, I will not be happy about that. And then the same guy wrote, they will, no doubt, dummies gone dummy. The rest of us are all right. Yeah, the problem is by faking it, you're putting others at risk. I can't get my daughter vaccinated yet and she's in in a risk group. It goes on and on and on. I hate, here somebody wrote, I hate to not, I, I'd hate to not wear a mask and be confused for a Republican. Somebody wrote, ha ha, uh, oh, the same guy wrote, ha ha ha, I'm a recovering Republican, 22 years. Though I never supported Trump, I was still hopeful the party would survive this idiocy. They didn't, and now it's part of the cowards and fools. It's the party of cowards and fools. That is so not true. So natural. So if you're really into this vaccination, right, and you're really into this current president of the United States, can I ask a question? When he's running on unity, remember that? Unity, unity, right? Have you seen it lately? Have you heard it lately? What does unity mean? Unity means that everybody can just come up from the South and move into our country? What did they catch yesterday? 22 Romanians? 22, like, illegal Romans, just, we're in the country. I I don't understand the porous border. I don't understand. By the way, I love people coming into this country. I love people moving into this country. I love all that. I I have no problems with immigration. I don't have any problems with legal immigration. Why, Why would you be opposed to that? Why would you be for illegal immigration? Why would you... Say that sentence. Okay. I love cultural diversity. I came from New York City. I came from Brooklyn, New York. You can go from Brooklyn to Queens. That's diverse right there. Or Staten Island, God forbid. Bronx, Manhattan. Black, white, Chinese, Muslim. My whole life was diversity. I never cared where anybody came from. 
You're a human being. Hello, welcome. How are you? I smile. Hello, good morning. Thank you. Goodbye. You're welcome. All of that stuff. Excuse me. Excuse you. Can I help you? What do you need? Oh, my God. So I'm all for it. But when this guy's preaching unity, 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 and he makes his first address to the nation, it took forever to get in front of a camera, (coughs) but he finally did. If you're really pro-vaccination, don't you think it would have been nice for him to say, I disagreed with the prior president. I ran against him, and I'm glad I won, and I'm glad he lost. But let me just say one thing. Well, let me say one thing that might unite this country just a little bit. And if even for a day or two, let me just say something polite. Thank you to the former president of the United States, president number 45. Thank you for warp speed. Thank you for taking it something that should have taken five years. You did it in less than a year. Thank you. Just a simple nod, a little tip of the hat. Thank you. But he didn't even do that. So already he's a hypocrite. He's a liar and a hypocrite. I don't say that in an angry, vengeful way. I'm just saying that's the truth. You can't preach unity, go in front of the the nation, and, and talk about this vaccination, but you don't give credit to the guy who initiated it. Okay, already I hear somebody saying, yeah, but you know, it's because of his very slow response. He was a denier, blah, blah, blah. Listen, this whole country was, was in denial. This country is in denial all the time. This country is com- obsessively, compulsively in denial forever, ever, ever, ever since. If I was a college graduate, if I knew how to write a paper, if I had a, a staff, if I had t- if I didn't drive a truck 14 to 16 hours a day, I would write a paper on this country being in denial forever, ever since. There's a lot of evidence to that. More recently in my time, we're in denial of cancer because somehow, somehow... We still allow cigarette smoking. It's 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 still legal. I, listen, you want to smoke? God bless you. I mean, you. We live in a country where you have the freedom to make that decision. I don't go around calling cigarette smokers dumbass, anti-cancer, anti-blah blah blah. Hey man, that's your decision. But there's no way that that's a nutritious. Nutritious, <laughs> nutritious, nutritious, nutritious. Wow, that's a little bit early in the morning for that word. That's a twenty-dollar word this morning. It's not a very nurturing, healthy choice to take tobacco, roll it in paper, put a flame to it, inhale it into your lungs. It doesn't make you younger. It doesn't make you better. Those were the commercials back in the day. How many people should be in jail right now for manufacturing something that slowly kills you? It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't calm your nerves. It doesn't do anything in a positive light. Right there. Denial. And we can go on. How about all these foods that are out there? The guy that posts this. Do you only eat 100% whole foods? 
Because as soon as you put a chemical in you, you're a denier. As soon as you take whatever... Do you put salt in your food? Do you put sugar in your coffee? If you do, you're a denier. How about, do you fly airplanes? Do you fly airplanes? Because if you fly airplanes, you're a denier. You think you're not going to get killed. Because every time something happens with a jet airplane, whatever, a jet airplane, you know, a commercial airline, what is the response of the airline industry every time? Every time. Well, it's still still the safest mode of transportation. Still the safest mode. 275 people just crashed into the ocean. Dead, gone, missing. Oh, no, it's still the safest mode. Because they take all the miles that airplanes fly... And that particular, and all the people that fly, and that particular time it went down, comes out to .001, whatever it is. Well, if you go out in a jet airplane, you're a denier. You're, you're a denier that something's going to happen to you. You have faith that something's not going to happen to you. And that's fine. I fly. Does that make me a dumbass because I fly? You want to smoke? Go ahead, smoke. You want to you wanna, uh, drink soda? Carbonated beverage, all that sugar, all that chemical. Well, go ahead. I'm not perfect. I do. I make mistakes all the time. We all make mistakes. We're all in denial. I'm out here on the freeway in a 2008 Kia Rio. Got tractor trailers blowing my doors off. I'm in denial that anything's going to happen to me. I'm in denial that these uh, the, the, these tires aren't going to fall off. Kia is a good car, by the way. I do recommend it if you can find yourself a nice Kia Rio. I want to get the LX version. It's luxury. I got the LX version. I don't know what the non-LX version is. I don't even know if they actually made a Kia Rio non-LX. Anyway. So this particular comment really got me riled up. Really, really riled up. All right. Let me see if I can find this other comment. I, I hope I made myself clear. I hope I did that justice because all last night I was furious. I did a really great podcast in my head last night. Here's another comment. And this is actually from one of our listeners. One of our listeners posted something on Facebook. It's, it's supposed to be a comedic. I think it's supposed to be comedic. Uh, there's a f- blue flag. I don't know what that means. And it says here, marked safe from didn't buy 100 gallons of gas like an a-hole today. I guess, you know, that's in reference to people down south with the fuel, uh, fuel gas stations closed and the fuel lines, people going around buying fuel in plastic bags or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really exactly sure. I didn't ask him. But I, I did respond with this. Again, pretty polite response. I wrote, what is the appropriate amount of fuel that can be purchased before one becomes an a-hole. I didn't even know, I didn't even spell it correctly. I, instead of two S's, I put two dollar signs. And then somebody wrote back, "What can fit in your tank?" The a-hole part is determined by committee. Then a vote taken, and if you're deemed, if you're deemed, if deemed, you wear a big A on your shirt for a-hole. So I wrote back. Now, everybody's just kidding. Everybody, we're just having all fun and games here. There's nothing really here serious. But I did write this. That imaginary committee can kiss my tukus. I didn't spell tukus. I, I wrote the other word. 
and eat the corn that comes out of it. That imaginary committee can kiss my tukus. Somehow the Yiddish version of that word is less offensive to me. I don't know why. <clears throat> I'm in denial. That imaginary committee can kiss my tukus and eat the corn that comes out of it. I'm free to buy as much gas as I want, as long as I'm pouring it into an approved and approved and safe storage container. Again, I go to work, I come home. If my survival in this economy, which by the way is going down the tubes, folks, if you got gas containers, go and fill them up. That's my recommendation. If you think you know you're going to need toilet paper this coming winter, I'd go buy yourself a couple of whatever those big bundles at Sam's or Costco or whatever. Paper towels, disinfectant, food, chicken. Forget about lumber. You missed the boat on lumber. I know I did. My responsibility to this planet is to be responsible to me, my wife, and my son. That's my responsibility. I'm not responsible to anybody else. If I can get my hands on 100 gallons of fuel, I'm getting it. And let me tell you something. I do have enough. No, nah, that's not true. I have uh, a, a, an extra amount. I have extra gas containers. I can have gas. Because when it goes up to... I drive 90 miles a day to go to work. And I'm not going to go poor at $3.50 a gallon. I will not go poor at $4 a gallon. But if I can't get fuel because of some ransomware, if I can't go to work, I got a big problem. My responsibility is to me, not to you, not to anybody else, not when it comes to my self-preservation. If I want to go to the fuel, the gas station and get 100 gallons of fuel, that is my right, that is my prerogative. That is the freedom I enjoy in this country. You can't have it both ways. You can't want gun freedom but not fuel freedom. You can't want, you know, um, sexual freedom, you know, transgender pronoun freedom and not fuel freedom. Listen, when they make a rule, like, you know, back in the day in the 70s when we had the, you know, that f- fake hoax of a gas shortage, Odd and even days. Are you ready to go to odd and even? You're ready to wait online for an hour and a half for fuel? I don't think I'm going to have that problem in upstate New York, but I got to get to work, folks. I got to maintain my consistency. I got to get up, go to work, come home. That is my survival. That's how I'm going to transition to life. That's how I'm going to pay for my pool. That's how I'm going to pay for my deck, which, by the way, is being built with 300% increased lumber. That's how I'm paying my electrician for ramping up my uh, my amperage from 80 amps to 200 amps. So he's benefiting. This electrician and his family is benefiting from my hard work because I'm, I'm transferring my profit, my money to him so he can transfer it to wherever he wants to transfer to, to get food, to get fuel, to do to get chicken, to get lumber. The guy who's building my deck, same thing, private contractor. The people I bought the pool from, the pool company. People work at this pool company. They are depending on me to go to work because I got to buy pool supplies. And other people got to buy pools. 
This is the way the world works. This is the way the United States works. So if you need 100 gallons of fuel, go get it. I don't think the original poster is saying you shouldn't buy. I think he was just being a little funny. And I think there's a thing on Facebook about being marked safe. Like if there's a disaster. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I've never done that. I never will do it probably. I don't know. So he wrote, he posted, marked safe from didn't buy 100 gallons of gas like an asshole today. Like an a-hole. Sorry. So that's it. I was just responding comedically. He didn't respond to me. He probably won't. I wrote, what is the appropriate amount of fuel that one can be purchased before one becomes an a-hole? And then when this other guy commented about the committee, he was kidding, but I still got a little upset. That imaginary committee can kiss my tuchus and eat the corn that comes out of it. I'm free to buy as much gas as I want as long as I'm pouring it into an approved and safe storage container. And that is the truth. That's the end of that. I mentioned something at the beginning of this podcast about saying something at the end. I don't remember what that was now. So, we got to not be broad brushing. And by the way, this posting on Facebook, these posts, it does nothing to bring us together. I'm still waiting for unity. I haven't heard one lick of unity yet. And I'm not saying that to be critical of this particular president. I'm saying it because I am a program follower. You set, you set the program, and I go, okay. Say, all right, we are now we can become litter-free. All right, well, I remember as a kid, don't litter. Okay, I'm, I'm in the program of not littering. I'm uh, conserve energy. Okay, I'm in the program. I conserve energy all I can. I got a 35 miles to the gallon Kia Rio. I don't have a Hummer. By the way, those people that bought those Hummers, are they a-holes? Well, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand why anybody would have bought a Hummer, especially when we were having a recession and gas prices were through the roof. Why would you buy a gas-guzzling What benefit do you get from driving a Hummer? Well, that's your personal choice. Whatever. Suburbans, all these big SUVs, gas guzzlers, whatever. It's your choice. I wouldn't post anything about it like you call them and broad brush them as uh, dumbasses, dumb a holes. <sighs> anyway, so I got inspired, and this is my show. It's an hour show today. I got 10 minutes to go. If you want to respond to anything I've said, agree or disagree, it's a safe place here. I'm not going to broad brush your comments. You're safe to agree or disagree with me. I'm coming to you with pragmatism in my heart or heart in my pragmatism. It's not cold-blooded pragmatism. You want cold-blooded pragmatism? Go listen to Ben Shapiro, one of my favorite talk show hosts right now. One of the smartest people in the world. Although, there, uh, he was on Joe Rogan's show, and there was a question about something, and I disagreed with him. I thought he took it, one particular response I thought he took too far. It had to do with gun violence, uh, or violence in general. I thought he lacked empathy. But he wasn't wrong, he just lacked empathy. I don't have the, I don't have it. I can't play the tape. 
But f- for the most part, I agree with almost everything he says. And I think he's one of the smartest people on the planet. And I and there's a large part of me that wishes... Not that I wish I was him, but I wish I had his knowledge. I wish I had his ability to speak clearly, intelligently, with the vocabulary he has. I wish I had the great understanding of law and politics and so many things. I wish I had the staff he had. I wish I, wish I had a lot of things. It's not going to happen. It's not the way it is for me. It's me and you five guys. Episode 300. What do I do now? What's the point of all this? Does this bring me joy anymore? I didn't finish last episode the way I wanted to finish it. Of course, I ran out of time because I talked too much. Well, maybe I talked the right amount, but I set myself too short of a time to say it. Let's go with that. Let's go with that positivity. I have the appropriate amount to say. I don't talk too much. I talk just the right amount. I just decided to make my show a half an hour to force me to get to it. And then if I don't get to it, I just hit the button and we're done. We go home. We'll come back next week. So I'm in a 12-step program called, and I'm just going to say it, because uh, nobody listens to the show, so what, what, am I inf- what am I afraid of? So back in January, mid-January, I entered into Overeaters Anonymous. They have a 12-step program, just like alcohol. It's basically based on Alcoholics Anonymous. And do I have an obsessive-compulsive problem with food? I don't know the answer to that. In fact, I introduce myself all the time as... Because you know you're supposed to say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I'm an alcoholic, or hi, I'm so-and-so, and I'm an overeater, or whatever. I say, hi, my name is Dave from upstate New York, and I'm many things in life. This is exactly how I introduce myself. I am many things in life, and one of those things just might be a compulsive overeater. But I don't really know yet. That's why I'm here, to find out. I think I'm more of an overworker, an undersleeper. I think I have unresolved uh, feelings and emotions. I think I have a a highly dissatisfied life where I'm not doing anything I want to do right now. And what I am doing, if if you want to say, but Dave, you're doing this podcast. You've done 300 episodes of expressing yourself, talking into the phone. You haven't upgraded your equipment, really. (laughs) You still don't know how to do editing. But... um, you have done 300 episodes. Yeah, but you know what? This is not the way I want to do it. I want to do it better. I want to go live. I want to have audio and video. For the longest time, I wanted a co-host. And even even recently, as, as you've heard my trials and tribulations, I've shared with you about my uh, co-hosts that never worked out, friends that, want, <laughs> that I no longer have because we talked about co-hosting and somehow the relationship goes sour. I most recently thought again, I might have found a co-host and it didn't work out. Um, And that's fine. I'm getting a very loud and clear signal from the universe that I'm in this by myself for the long run. I want to do the show better. I can't get to it. I work and I work and I work. I go home. I go to sleep like I'm going to do right now. I wake up. I go to work. I have an account I'm putting away money that I could either build a shed with this 300% increase in lumber or I'll get a camper. By the time I get to find a camper I want, 
campers will be overpriced too. This might be the this might be it forever and ever. Me, my iPhone 6s. Even though I have an SE in the house, I haven't transferred over everything over to the SE, which is basically I think the hardware of an 11 and an 8 or whatever. I don't know what they told me. Me in this headphone in my ears. Me holding the phone in my hand while I'm driving. This might be it for me. It might never get any better than this. So, I'm going to have to bite my tongue. I'm going to have to bite. I'm going to have to suppress my feelings and emotions. Because this is frustrating. Every time I do an episode, and you hear me saying, like, I wish I had a staff. I wish I had time. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. It's probably never going to happen. But Dave, you should be positive. All right, I'll be positive. I'm going to keep on working at it. I have an account. I put money away every time I, uh, I work overtime. I made an agreement with my wife years ago. If I do a fifth day at truck driving and I have all this extra money, some of that money's got to go to me, specifically to me. And I have a definitive amount that goes into a, a separate account, my podcast account, of which I've spent very little money on this and that, so on and so forth. And no matter what, I'll always be dedicated to my family. So if my family needs that money, that money is going to go to them, not to this podcast. That's just the way I am. So right now, it's temporarily in my fund. But the reality is... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill. Until I spend it on podcasting, it's it's in the it's in the general fund. It's it's in a fund that says podcasting. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know what to do. I think this is a waste of time now. I don't think I'm affecting anybody 
Five people. All right. So I should just be grateful, right? I should say, all right, I got five people. Most of you uh, are in the comment section. Sometimes you guys comment really well. Sometimes you kind of, I, I think you guys are kind of a little bit lazy, but I get it. You're busy. And, you know, I have, as I said before, just say great show. And I go, okay, thank you. But I do want a dialogue because I don't have a social life. So I really would like you guys to comment at me strong. Come back strong. But you know what? You're not that vested in this. You're, you're as vested or invested. No, not vested. You're as invested as you want to be. You're invested as you can be. And I have to be okay with that. My friends are not my audience, and my audiences aren't my friends. My audience are people that listen to the show. That's going to have to be the way it is, right? Yeah. Because it bothers you when I say these things. Like, why am I downgrading our relationship? Why am I saying these negative things? Because I want more out of life. And I'm stuck. So maybe I take it out on you. And that's wrong. Maybe I should just remind myself that I do this podcast for me. So I can voice my opinion. So I can say what I want, when I want, how I want with no censorship. But if somebody's going to listen, they're going to respond. And if they respond opposed to me, then I'm going to have to deal with it. Or if they they respond in a lazy way, then I'm going to go, all right. Listen, it is what it is, right? Is there going to be an episode 301? I can't make any promises. Most likely. Maybe. I have more to say. Does it make a difference? I, I, no. Maybe. You guys can say all the nicest things you want. Dave, you like the show. Dave, you're really funny. Dave, you're really pragmatic. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody's ever said, Dave, you've really changed my life. That's okay. I don't have to change lives. I would like more than five people. And I've, I've asked you guys in the past before, share the show, blah, 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 the show, tweet the show, you know, Facebook the show, whatever, Instagram the show, whatever. I, I don't know how to get the show out to the masses. I don't, maybe it's not that good of a show. After 300 episodes, if I was on the outside listening in, if I were you guys, I would say, well, Dave, it's pretty loud and clear. You're just not that good. You're just not that smart. You're not that prolific. You're not that well, uh, you're not that, that, that articulate. You just don't really, nobody's interested in pragmatism. You want to have a successful show? Take a stand one way or the other. Lean left or lean right. This walk down the middle is not doing anybody any good. If you are enjoying these shows, please like and subscribe. Also, share them with your social media. Feel free to comment in the Spricker chat box or call the dumb line at 347-746-3862. Please keep your messages to 60 seconds or less and keep them clean, no profanity. Keep listening and engage. Do it because I ask you to. This is The Raven Out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 